0: I knew you. Okay, that'll be all for <laughs> a second. <laughs> for just a second. Wow. Whew. Hi. Gets ya. Wow. Who's cutting onions, man?
1: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Shut the hell up.
0: Just about 8.10 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. I'm going to get emotional on you here for a moment. Share something that some of you have been through before, some of you are going through right now, and if you haven't, you're going to. And this hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting. I'm calling them senior moments, and we were talking earlier, like traditionally when you say senior moment, you talk about when you're getting older.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You start getting maybe a little forgetful.
3: You leave something somewhere, you forget to do something. Oh, I just left
0: this over here. Or yeah. That guy's man, what was that guy's name? I just met him last week, you know, or... Like, Where was I driving? <laughs> leave, leave the Or You go past your exit. Done that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, was supposed to get off there. Right. Senior moment. Then you say, ah, senior moment. Getting yeah. older. Yeah. Tougher remembering things, all that. My senior moments are, I have a senior in high school who's about to graduate. And heretofore, I've honestly not thought much about the emotional side of it. Because it's been purely logistics. Where is she going to go to college? How are we going to pay for that? What are sure, we going to expect course. of her? Yep. Daily, like, is this working? Because your you're spring semester senior, once accepted and all set in college, tends to lose focus a little bit, mm, right? Kind of hone that in. <laughs> a, put that on cruise control. <laughs> right. We still need to finish over here. A lot of that. And I will admit, I've been almost somewhat joyful to a degree. You know, my wife's like, boy, this is going to be rough. This is going to be rough. You know, she's graduating or our first child yeah. is graduating, I'm like, it's a big deal. I'm ready to not be fighting with her every night about this, that, or the other thing, right? So I've kind of looked at it that way, but it wasn't until it was thrust upon me in one of the first of what will probably be many of these moments that you're not expecting, that all of a sudden you just get blindsided yeah. with emotion of respecting the reality of what's happening. And for me, my senior moment this week was we had our choir concert at the high school. And all my kids are in high school right now. And Ella is going to be a music theater major. We're going to send her off to New York City for college. She's going to chase that dream. And that's super exciting. But this was her last choir concert. And actually, I'll play a couple of samples that do or do not include her because it was an overall good show. Okay. Okay. You want a little little bit of choir concert? give me a little something. Okay, here's a little something about the, the men's choir. A little country road for you. New audience participation there Ooh, I like that mm-hmm. We're clapping Not bad, nice job, good job boys, right? Yeah. Little men's choir, not bad mm-hmm. So Greendale High School there And oh. uh, so I mentioned my daughter is going to be a music theater major Bachelor of Fine Arts in Music Theater is what she's going for here. And so she's been involved in some of the music theory type of stuff, helping build out arrangements. Fantastic. Not just singing, but like, how does music work? Why does this go with that? And that's not easy, by the way. No. So I wanted to share this one, see if you recognize this song. You got the song,
3: right? Yeah, I know this song. I don't know if I know the name of it. Your
0: daughter's a little bit young, but she knows it. Wait for it.
1: Oh,
2: yes.
0: This is Rodrigo. Driver's license. Yeah, yeah. Rodrigo, right? So Ella arranged that with their acapella group, mm-hmm. G, Harm, G Harmony. Cool. And I thought they did a really nice job. So we're having, you know, concerts rolling along. Everything's nice. I'm feeling, you know, a little, hey, last show. My wife, again, has gone into this being like, you're going to have to record this because I'm going to be crying. <laughs> <laughs> Can you record this? Can you take the pictures? Because I'm going to be a mess. I'm like, it's the choir concert. And actually, my mind was kind of on... It's pretty late. It's 7 o'clock show. <laughs> look
1: at your watch. <laughs> like, always, how bad. What a, what a jerk. But
0: like, uh, 7 o'clock. Well, look look, Can we you, start this at 6.30? You get the program and you're like counting the songs. All right, if each song goes your about timing, three to five minutes, out. <laughs> we're out of here at 8.10, 8.20. Maybe 8.10. Then there's the hugs and all yep, the other yep, stuff. Yep, right? right. So I'm doing that math and I'm fine. I'm good. And then oldest daughter, senior who's graduating from high school, Gets up for a duet with her younger sister, who's two years younger than her. Now, they're both theater kids, and they've been on stage before together. But these two get up, and if you know the show Wicked, there's the scene, and a a number of them, between Galinda with a guh, that's the good witch, Mm -hmm. and Elphaba, who's the Wicked Witch of the West, or eventually becomes that. And these two, you know, have sisterhood strife, and they sing this duet together. And so here's my girls up on stage in this moment.
2: None of it seems to matter like a stream.
3: I love
0: like that song. Okay, that'll be all for a second. <laughs> for just a second. Wow. Whew. Hi. Gets ya. Wow, who's cutting onions, man? Right? <laughs> so there it is, the first time it slapped me in the face. Yeah. Like like a two by four, like you, like something you see on on YouTube or on Twitter pops up in your feed. Some guy whacks somebody in the head with a two. <laughs> Whack! Look at this guy. Boom! Yeah, you totally ask your wife you. to take Down. pictures and stuff because you're just going to be a mess. Yeah, right. Well, it was my job to record that, so that was off of what I did. I held a steady camera. Actually, I noticed
3: you <laughs> did a good actually. job. Oh, it was good.
0: But man, what a moment! And I know parents everywhere are going through that, and so many of you have gone through that already. And I just wonder if we can connect on that. You know what that moment was for you as a parent, and now you have parents who have college graduation now, which makes it super real. But this is your your kid leaving the house, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're going to send them out in the world. I was just telling Greg Pancake Hill, our producer, it feels like like an EVA, extravehicular activity in space, like where they're outside the space station and Maybe they're tethered or maybe they're one of those things, but they're out there in space. Floating somewhere and going in some
3: direction.
1: And you just got to trust the math, right?
0: And you can't reach back and grab them. Exactly. And we're on the precipice of that moment and that's how it hit me. I wonder if uh, folks will share how that hit you and how you began to handle that in your life. From the 414 on the Old National
3: Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. If you think you're emotional now, just <laughs> wait. They get engaged. They move out. All of this is still coming.
0: <laughs> right. This is that first one, though. You know? Why
1: whatever... do I picture you, like, bawling, walking her down the aisle?
0: <laughs> yeah, that could be a tough one. I suppose, down the road. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talking text line. When did it hit you or when do you anticipate it will if your kids are younger and coming up on this same moment that things are going to be different moving forward? 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. We'll share some of your thoughts coming up next.
2: Because.
0: Day twenty one on Wisconsin's morning news. Dry your eyes, man. Sharing that emotional moment that hit me as I've got a high school graduating senior and looking ahead to that, and I imagine there will be more of those moments. But at least now I know what's coming, man.
3: Yeah, you (laughs) you can be a little bit more prepared? From the Old National Bank talking text, line 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. Good morning, Vince. Mine hit me when I was watching my daughter play her last volleyball game. Yeah, sports will get you. She scored the winning point to win the match, and that made the tears flow down my face knowing she accomplished everything she wanted to in her volleyball career. Here's
0: another one. Dude, I got chills just on that. Yep. I'm th- I put myself there, right? Watching your kid, last volleyball match, winning point, win the match. Yep. <sighs> Done. Yeah, and then there
3: you go. Uh, well, Vince, now that you ruined my makeup, <laughs> that's how this 414 vortex starts.
0: Last choir concerts are very tough. Last football games yeah. are too. For sure. 855-616-1620 if you want to share that moment that it hit you with a graduating senior, high school, college... Uh, Let me go to uh, Anna this morning. Anna's with us from Milwaukee. Hi, Anna.
1: Anna, good morning. You want to share your story with us? Hi. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you. Um, I have three children, and
2: my oldest went off to school in Madison, um, probably, I don't even know, like in 2012. And I... Remember, he was always my great kid and always did really well in high school and school. And when we took him to Madison, the whole time we were putting him in his dorm, I was just a wreck. And I remember his roommate was just like comforting me. And I mean, we're talking <laughs> yeah. Madison. I mean, I can't even imagine what he's going through with his daughter going to New York. Um, so I bawled the whole way home. My ex-husband was just like oh, my God, like, rolling his eyes, like,
0: okay, this is <laughs> this So it was, it was the drop-off that got you, huh? And it was, it was that day when you were oh, yeah. about to leave yeah, him there on the doorstep. The drop off. Yeah.
1: Yes,
0: yes. Well, like I'll be said, ready for mine. Thanks for sharing that. Yep. Yeah. Let me go to uh, Edward this morning. Edward's with us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. What did it for you, Edward?
2: Well, my daughter went to Belmont University in Nashville, and we drove on a Friday night all night to get her there for her Saturday check-in because they have check-in times. So I was there her with that day, getting her all set up. And then the next day there was a ceremony and then we went to Target and had something to eat. So then now I'm, I'm taking her back to her dorm and I'm going to be heading back to Milwaukee and I get about a mile down the road and I'm just bawling like a little <laughs> baby. I, it, just, it just hit me right between the eyes. This is my oldest daughter. And now you know it's like somebody stabbed me in the heart. It was it was an experience I had no idea, and I and I had to pull over to the side of the road and, and try to collect myself. So you so got you got out of there clean. You. you got out of there clean, and then it hit you. Yep, I got out of there clean. <laughs> I got a, mi- a mile down the road, a mile down the road, and I'm thinking to myself, what just happened here? You know? And
0: yeah, you said that was it was a weekend experience. Yeah, you said that was your oldest, Edward. Does it get is it easier or harder when it's your youngest then? You know,
2: when my, my other daughter went to UW Madison and I remember, you know, checking her in at, at hers and it it wasn't quite as, as tough the second time, but it, it hit it hit my wife and I because she was long on the second trip. She wasn't on a trip to Belmont. But uh yeah, it it wouldn't it you know, when you leave your kid for the first time somewhere else, it, it hits you.
0: Uh thanks for sharing that, Edward. Appreciate it. Uh one more here on the phone, say 556161620. Mike with us this morning. Hey Mike.
2: Good morning guys, how are you? Happy Thursday.
0: Yes, doing well. What's happening?
2: So, well, I re- of course, my daughter's graduation from high school, but as I told uh pancake, it hit me long before that. I remember um, it was like at the end of the summer, it's right before she started kindergarten and I was we were walking through the forest reserve and it just hit me. It's like things are really going to change now. She's going to be going to school all day long instead of, you know, a couple hours at preschool. And,
0: <laughs> Mike, um, Mike, you so- big softy. It got you in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, my God. It got me- it actually got me early, so each each time, you
2: know, grade school, junior high, and high school, you know, a little bit, you know, I was a more prepared.
0: Ah, uh, that's awesome! Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, for me, when the kindergarten and the grade school and the middle school graduations, that like I was checking my watch
3: on that. So here, this is funny because my <laughs> wife, uh, we just sold our patio, or not our patio set. I'm sorry, our jungle gym. So we had a gym set. Just oh. like a you know, play set there in the yard, and we sold that, so some guy came and dug it out and took it away, and my wife was struggling with that. It was just a, just a play set outside in the yard, but listen to this text from the 414. This completely resonates with me, completely caught up with the work and logistics and planning. We had our tree cut down this week. Just another day till it came down and all the memories of it in our life came flooding back. I was surprised I even cared. LOL. But it was emotional, surprisingly.
0: (laughs) I'm in my 20s. I don't have kids, but that tree was an emotional (laughs) moment. LOL. There are those triggers out there. One more as we send it to break. My parents sent me to school in a U-Haul truck. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 8.30 8.30 here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Get the news headlines here in a moment. couple more texts there you wanted to share? You liked one? Uh, some good one
3: here. Uh, I was fine until drop-off. Nearly lost it when I had to take her to the airport to go back after winter break, even. Another <laughs> one saying, oh, my gosh, I'm not ready. My kid has eight years yet to go, and I'm not ready. Already not ready. <laughs> then there's this one. Vince, are you going to be emotional when you get rid of your old patio door? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to be emotional, all right. <laughs> exciting moment there, though. I should do a video stomp- stomping on it. <laughs> Man, that thing. It comes in and out. At like the, It's... You know, it's the door door, and then there's the screen door. They're separate, right? So what I'm going to get from Pella is going to be, like, it's all one unit, Yeah, which is awesome. But now I have, like, a door that opens to the inside, and then you've got that. You know what's going to hit you? It's going to hit you, and when you drop it off at the dump,
3: and you're driving home from the dump with the old one that you just threw away, (laughs) you're going to drive back, and all of a sudden... Oh,
0: the, me- the memories are going to flood The in. montage of me when it when it actually literally goes off the rails <laughs> yeah, yes. 17 minutes before yeah. guests are coming.
3: <laughs> You're going to have to stay in the car and, and, and fix everything. You're going to be all emotional,
0: all your eyes all welling up. can't believe I haven't destroyed that thing already. 8.31. <laughs> on Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is now officially in the race. We were talking through this with you yesterday about how that rollout was going to go out, sort of unique and different. He was going to officially announce that he was joining the GOP race for the presidential nomination on Twitter and in a sort of live forum with Twitter CEO Elon Musk. We questioned at the time, how was that going to go?
3: How'd it and, go, Eric? <laughs> well, memorable, I guess. <laughs>
1: like we've got a, just a massive number of people online, so it's um, servers are straining somewhat.
3: Yeah, yeah, so
0: the servers
3: so are strained a bit. That was Elon Musk there trying to explain, okay, uh,
0: things aren't perfect at When the it was moment. on, that's what you got when you were like tuned in or checked in yep. on the Twitter and thing? And then a little bit more.
1: Uh, there's three two thousand so people on.
3: A lot of people right, coming on. So let's see. So it keeps crashing. Keeps like, <laughs> Is that Desantis right there? Yeah. Like, uh, what's fast. going on here? What, what are, My this way it's way too out. many people. So what do you so do? Just Let's let
0: right. this go for a bit. <laughs> they get things figured out. Your presidential launch is important to us at Twitter. Please stand by. Yeah, so it wasn't the best. The you first- may be seeking the highest <laughs> office in the land. <laughs>
3: The first 20 minutes Please stand weren't, by. weren't phenomenal, but then they did get it together.
2: Oh, well, I am running for President of the United States to lead our great American comeback.
3: So, Governor DeSantis was able to make the announcement and have some fun and get through it all, but. Too late. There's already too many. Oh,
0: how did the internet respond to this, Eric? Some of DeSantis' opponents were quick to
2: mock the technical difficulties. The Trump campaign labeled the launch Ron's disaster.
0: President Biden tweeted the caption, This link works. (laughs) Hey, look, folks, you want to click on a link? This one works. I got a link. Check this. So, yeah. so
3: Hey. The uh, the opponent's kind of ripping that. So here's what's interesting, though. So... It was remarkable that this is the new world that we're living in, this idea of some type of town hall. You had all these people trying to get in. So it's not a bad thing that I suppose so many people were trying to hear it. It kept cutting out. It was choppy. um, But it did finally get figured out. I'm just surprised that they were surprised. Right? I mean, if you're making an announcement like this, you should anticipate
0: that the servers... Maybe strained a bit. <laughs> like That could be a thing that happens. I don't know how you stress test that, right? How you replicate all these hundreds of thousands of people trying to hit it at once. But there, there has to be a way just to make sure that it's up and running. Yeah, Do just, some coding. Well, somebody mentioned on the old National Bank talking text line, well, didn't they fire everybody at Twitter? Maybe the, there were some people there who were supposed to be in charge <laughs> right. of that. Well,
3: and then there's also some conspiracy theorists out there yes. who
0: think that this was all done intentionally. To sabotage Yes. It. yes. Do you all have right. the the one clip where the guy from Twitter sounds like a tech guy who was supposed to be helping them through there? You can hear him Oh, do you know which one I was talking about? Uh, I'm not sure if I have I, that That's right. I can mimic one. it. He says, "Well, this is um, obviously you are having some technical issues. A really extraordinary number of people trying to join." Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's uh, Musk him talking. Yeah. And again, like that who's was surprised by that. Twitter guys spin on it like this is actually positive since so many people are here ruining this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so he did do traditional cable news after the fact, he joined
2: Fox News and talked to Trey Gowdy. I can't promise you that I won't crash, but Fox News will not crash during this interview. Governor DeSantis, I, if you broke Twitter, my daughter and the Kardashians are going to be very upset with you. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what happened. To Elon Musk, alive. Yeah,
1: I just tell you what. Oh boy.
3: <laughs> Hollywood. So now it's go. officially moving on, though. So here's where does this go from here? So he. He makes his grand announcement. This was anticipated.
0: So, how does he fare against the front runner? New Marquette University Law School poll is out this morning. Got some really interesting numbers on the presidential race. Uh, I'll read this to you, then I'll back up and tell you the specs of the poll and a couple of other things. But since we're mentioning DeSantis and Trump, the Republican race stacks up this way among Republican registered voters in this poll. So this is a nationwide survey. Marquette often will conduct Wisconsin-only surveys for politics that are local and germane to us, but this is a nationwide survey in the Republican race for president. Among Republican registered voters, your front runner, former President Donald Trump, 46%. DeSantis next at 25%, and then a huge drop-off here, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley at 5%, and then everybody else, down below. A couple of people It was, it was the former governor of New Jersey, Christy, right? Mm-hmm, Chris He's got Christie. an asterisk in this poll. <laughs> like, who? What? Because maybe? <laughs> right, just like not even not even registering. So that's how the race with all the candidates stacks up. 46% for Trump. DeSantis at 25%. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, 5%. Well, where's Scott at? Where's Senator Tim Scott? And he was like 3%. Hello,
1: no Charleston!
0: But he's only just launched, right? Yeah, he just started. So head to head. Now this is what's interesting. Head to head, when Republican voters were asked, okay, if in your state it comes down to it's Trump or DeSantis, which one you have to pick one of these two, and it was fifty two percent for former President Trump, forty eight percent for Governor DeSantis. So I guess if you're Governor DeSantis, that's a that's a ray of hope, right? You come in and say, that's that's beatable. I can make up that margin. In fact, the margin of error for the poll was four percent. If you can get it down to a two-person race and get everybody else in the clown car out, you know, can I can I go head to head with former president Trump and win the win those late primaries? Perhaps. But this is interesting to note. That number in November, head to head, Trump or DeSantis, MU poll seven months ago. DeSantis over Trump 60 40. So what happened? He made up 20 points plus. And that's all you think because of all the legal stuff, you know. President Trump has found a way to use the legal strikes against him to his advantage. Even when he loses in court, he's used it to his advantage within the base.
3: I mean, the special investigation into the January sixth stuff is supposed to pop up here pretty soon. Still have the it might drive his number higher. Still have the document issue could drive it higher. And he's had, and then he will be in court. He has to be in court for that situation in New York.
0: With the uh, hush money, that'll be next next year during the campaign. President Trump still very popular within the party. A couple other numbers I'll share with you in the Marquette University Law School poll. Things, things that I took out of it I thought were interesting. Head-to-head nationally. So this would be President Joe Biden versus the two leading Republican candidates among registered voters. If you had to pick one or the other, President Biden or former President Trump, Trump, 52 percent versus Biden's 47 percent. And that is outside the margin of error of about four percent. We mentioned Governor DeSantis just having launched on Florida head to head with President Biden. DeSantis leads that poll 52 percent to 48 percent. Some troubling news for the president just because heretofore his best case for reelection. Well, you're too old or you're too this or Democrats aren't excited about you. Yeah, but I can beat Trump. Yeah, but I can beat Trump. I'm the one who can beat Trump none of these other guys will. And now you have DeSantis, at least in this poll, uh, leading Biden. And you also have former President Trump leading President Biden. So that's not good news for the sitting president. Small sample size in this one. It was fewer than a thousand voters. And it's a nationwide survey. So we should also point out when we actually get down to the brass tacks of the presidential election, you have to win states. You have electoral college. It's not the popular vote. So it does you no good to rack up tons and tons of votes in states where your party is popular. Red state, blue state. Your margin of victory there, not terribly important, unless you're one of those states that portions out your electors. But Wisconsin is a winner-take all state, and so are most of the others. So you don't get exactly an accurate picture of how the electoral politics would play out, who wins state by state. That's why Wisconsin still remains relevant. But still, in this nationwide survey, which is what we have, that's what we're looking at. The other thing that I thought was interesting, Eric, is who will turn this election. Like you look at the number of elections in Wisconsin. you got a certain number of Republicans, you got a certain number of Democrats and people that lean that way. And typically what will happen, although you can debate that it hasn't happened uh, as much on the GOP side of lately. But once those nominees are chosen, once it's either or, the parties align behind their candidate. Of course. So you would assume if usually. It, yes. And, and I, I, I put that asterisk to it, yep. but not the point of this discussion. Generally speaking, particularly on a yep, national yep, yep, level, yep. right? So if President Biden does follow through on his re-election bid, he's the nominee for the Democrats. Like him or not, Democrats are going to vote for him. Like the nominee or not on the GOP side, Republicans generally will vote for that person. There's that middle group of people who say, I vote for candidates, not for party, who will turn the election then in the swing states, like Wisconsin. So I'm looking at the unfavorable ratings for a number of these candidates. So they ask, do you view this person favorably? Do you view them unfavorably? Or another category is uh, don't know enough yet. Okay, so for the sitting president, for President Biden right now, unfavorable rating at 66 percent. And this is among independent voters. Sixty six percent. Two thirds of independent voters have an unfavorable view of President Biden. Caveat there, there is. Favorable, unfavorable, and don't know enough among independents when asked about President Biden, 12% said they don't know enough. (laughs) What? How is that possible? What is it that you need to see here? The sitting commander in chief, who was in Congress for 278 years before that, and then was vice president, and now is president. Are you unfamiliar with him? Like, what is it that you need to see? Look around your life. Are things going OK? Do you think the country's on the right track? You know who the guy is in office? Make your call. I'd still like to see more from President Biden here before I make my decision. Worse for former President Trump, his unfavorables among independents, 73 percent. When you hear folks say he's not electable, that those are the numbers that are mm-hmm. concerning yep. if you're a supporter of President Trump. Is he electable when you take into account those folks who don't commit to one side or another? Can he win any of those folks over? Unfavorables at 73%. Governor DeSantis does the best here among the three. 44% unfavorable rating. His don't-know-enough-yet rating is the highest among them as well at 37%. That's fair. He just got in the race yesterday. Unless you're super plugged into politics, you know, listening to probably this station a lot and really into the horse race, probably don't know a lot about Governor DeSantis as of yet. But that's how the race stacks up. Again, the Marquette University Law School poll out today, that nationwide survey. An early snapshot at the race for president. 846 on Wisconsin's Morning <laughs> News.
1: Hey, just a massive number of people online, so it's servers um, service straining somewhat. Your candidacy is important to us.
0: 51 on Wisconsin's morning news. I want you to tell me the skinny jeans story again, but quickly a couple of texts that we got on our last conversation. I'm a longtime conservative. I won't vote for president Trump nor Ron DeSantis looking more towards Tim Scott, Asa Hutchinson or Nikki Haley. I guess I'm in the minority. And yeah, the problem with that is right. Someone else texted. We are talking about election. That's a year and a half away indeed. But for those single digit pollers, it's very tough for them to fundraise and gain traction. And so you may not ever have the opportunity to learn more about them it doesn't take long to run out of money. And if you're in the single digits and you're someone, maybe I'm a big old rich donor, who am I going to throw a bunch of money at? Somebody, somebody, I think, has a chance to win. I'm interested to see what happens in
3: August here in Milwaukee. Supposed to host the first primary debate on the Republican side.
0: We'll see who's all there. At that point, I still hope everybody's in. I want the whole clown car. I want everybody. Right. 852. So what now? No skinny jeans? Skinny jeans
3: are out! Gen Z has already said they're uncool for women, and now, guys, you don't have to squeeze into them either. An influencer on TikTok posted a simple video showing men ditching the skinny and moving on to the baggier, wider-leg trousers, the cargo pants, and the relaxed denim. So the tighty, tight, tight skinny jeans, no more. Back to the bagginess that we
0: all know. And Which I'm well. entirely fine with. I've long been a baggy pants guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you, then I. You was, never transitioned out well, to begin with?
0: I did because I had to, because who who dresses you? Well, I dress myself.
3: Are you're you? going to suggest that Angie gets my clothes for me?
0: Yeah, not actually gets them for you, but who, when you're rolling out. I will ask her advice yes. on, on most. Yes. I don't even have to ask. <laughs> hmm. Those are the pants you're wearing then. <laughs> what? <laughs> Right, I should put these on. That's then. how that starts. Those. Oh, that's your shirt then. Yep. See, okay. write, sometimes Angie
3: doesn't mention that to me until after we're already out someplace. Oh, uh,
0: I don't know what that matches. No, I'm kind of like not. <laughs> hey, al- come on, throw me a bone. No, I'm not allowed out in that. <laughs> or if you know, if I want to make a thing of it. But the, my my issue with that is, yeah, I, I prefer from a comfort standpoint. I've always preferred sure. baggier pants, but yeah. you know, it's not the style, whatever. But what always happens to me is, by the time I switch out, then. Now we're already ditching the new current
3: style. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of ties. There's always the fat tie, then the thin tie, then the fat tie, then the thin tie. Yeah,
0: it's always back and forth, right? Now, where are we with the thin tie? Is that going out again? I mean, I assume thin ties are out of For a while, G- it was so thin, it looked like they were wearing a shoelace. Yeah, like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? Is that a string tie? Right. I got half a yard of fabric around my <laughs> neck.
3: So, yes, yeah, so I, th- I believe they're back to them. I don't think it's
0: on super fat, but I believe the normal. It's kind of slimish, right? Yeah. There was a while when the efficient tie. There was a while when the big fat tie was back. Right I mean, when like, they right. like turn of the century when it was really fat. There yeah, for like a the, bit? The, the, the big knot was like the size of your fist. Yeah. <laughs> around the thing. Yeah, you had to you had to really invest in some fabric there. It'll come back. You know what's funny? It Always does. You know how expensive some super expensive ties are, right? Like yes, it's absurd. I I it's absurd. Do. You can get a whole suit for like less than what a tie costs in some cases. Ridiculous. But There's no reason for that. The other observation is: no matter how much fabric the tie still costs the same. Still buy a hundred twenty-five dollar tie. That's either a half inch wide or three inches wide. Doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Because what we're really buying is the fashion, trendy and sense the style. of the designers. Yeah. Yes, the style, the style and the look. Okay, so I'm supposed, I'm I'm not ditching my skinny jeans based on one report that you've offered you this morning. You, the
3: TikToker is not going to do it for you. Okay,
0: but I watch closely. Eight fifty-five. On Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV,
1: and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ. A good karma brand station. You'll be shocked to learn Steve Scafidi, he ain't got no skinny jeans. No skinny jeans. I'm not skinny, but even if I was, I wouldn't wear skinny jeans. What's your problem with the white pants? It's just... Not my thing. <laughs> it's not my thing, man. White pants. Here's why. To be honest, I'd be spilling crap over over. Well, a there is yeah. that. I mean, every stain shows up. I have a black pullover on today. I spilled coffee all over it. I had to like clean it, wash it out. I spill
0: stuff. Yeah. No, I shouldn't be allowed out of the house sometimes. Like the way I. No, yeah. no matter what is something on the shirt or can, whatever. Can
1: you relate to this? My wife goes, "What did you do?" And she just looks at me What did you do? Like something on me Yeah I don't know I, was, I don't know I was working <laughs> I was doing stuff I don't know what happened I got a lot of white golf pants N- No, I'm not a fan Can you can you tell I'm not a fan of the white? Don't, yeah Don't wear whites No I You're look re- awesome in my white golf pants I look like Rory No, khaki? I look like Justin <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go, go. Yeah Exactly Oh, play it Greg Come Hill on. nails it with that song <laughs> I used to turn this up when the show came on, the, on TV. I love this game. But that, I wouldn't wear the suits. Nope. Nope. I'm not trendy like that. I'm timeless. You man, know my that. brain just got caught seeing that open. Right? The flamingos, the sailboats, hey, the speedboats. Quick question to tee up my show. If this guy wants to take us to Mars, shouldn't he be able to figure out his own social media platform? Like, what are (laughs) you doing? I don't know. I I think it went really
0: well. (laughs) Oh, my God. What are you doing? I can't wait to hear you tee that up. Steve Scafidi next on WTMJ.